and welcome to episode 40 of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young people set their mind to it and achieve their goals. So welcome back for another episode. Today's episode is one that's a little bit more personal and inspired as always by what's been going on in my life and I've been thinking about this one and I thought I would be a little bit vulnerable myself because today, as you would have seen by the title, it's all about vulnerability versus openness and embracing that vulnerability. For me this afternoon, it's been a lot going on and it was probably just as easy not to record this. It would have been a lot easier to not record this, just was feeling quite emotionally drained. So it took some discipline to still sit down to record because I always want to bring my best energy to the podcast and sometimes I feel like when I'm drained or I've got low energy I'm not bringing my best to you listening so it would have been easy not to do today I've had some bad news and some emotional things going on which I'm going to share with you to share that level of vulnerability that I'm going to encourage and so that you can kind of understand the difference and the vulnerability and I think vulnerability equals connection And I want you to feel like you're connected to me if you're listening. So I'm going to be sharing what's been going on. But the reason that this has all come about for this episode is that there's been quite a few things that have all happened at the similar time. And they've all had a very common theme of vulnerability. And for this episode, I haven't even figured out how to structure it. I just know I have a lot I want to talk about. I sat down and I got out Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly. And it's called, um, like the little line under Daring Greatly is like, how the courage to be vulnerable transforms the way we live, love, parent and lead. But I've read this book and like dog-eared so many of the pages and I just went back and reread one of the chapters on vulnerability because that's what the book's about, vulnerability and shame. Just to refresh myself, I jumped on a website and had a look at that as well, redefining because I want to speak about vulnerability versus being open because they sound the same if you haven't heard someone define them, but they are distinctly different. And I'm going to share my little stories because I think as humans, we connect over stories. So I'll use that to try and explain, but I'm not sure how I want to connect it all. So I thought I would just tell myself, sit down, make this a chatty episode. Like I'm sitting down to talk to a friend. It's pretty much what I did this morning, sat down and spoke to a friend and just shared. But I wanted to do that again with a podcast to take the pressure off, remove that perfectionism mindset of it has to be perfect. I need to have it perfectly laid out. If I was sitting down with a friend, I wouldn't have this all mapped out. I would just sit down and I would share. And I think for this episode, that's going to be the best way to share it. But let me dive into this topic by starting with the difference between vulnerability versus openness. I don't know if I heard this first from Brene Brown, but I heard it somewhere and it was a game changer in the sense that I didn't know there was a difference. I would have thought they're the same thing, like vulnerable, open, both sound like they're open, like I don't get it. And so let me pull up this page that I found a definition for. So this person has written, and I'll expand on this, but openness is the willingness to tell people your story. But vulnerability is your willingness to let others be a part of it. So I've explained this to people before and this is how I think of it, is that openness 
is when you're willing to share once you've dealt with something it's once you've processed it and you're on the other side you've gone through and come out of the tunnel and you share with people once you're on the other side of the tunnel for example vulnerability is going through the tunnel and telling people while you're in the tunnel getting their help and support while you're in the tunnel to get to the other side and let me tell you I'm so bad at vulnerability I quite often refer to myself nowadays as someone who is quite closed off and guarded and that's come from a combination of experiences but it's a protective mechanism because of this fear of being vulnerable and this fear of getting hurt so I have described myself as someone who takes a long time to trust and when I was reading Brene Brown's little chapter um, about vulnerability trust comes up a lot because trust and vulnerability kind of go hand in hand you need to develop connections with people that you trust in order to be vulnerable and I feel like I'm going to try and find it here goes both ways you need to trust to be vulnerable but you have to be vulnerable to develop trust it's just this cycle I'm not even going to try and find it in the book because that's pretty much what she says and I know I'm just going to get distracted trying to find the page but I've very often said that I keep my inner circle quite close and that for quite a long time I've always had like a very wide network of friends maybe close friends even but I haven't had a big circle of really like close close like best friends or people that I trust that are on that inner circle that I get vulnerable with like my vulnerability circle of people is minuscule and that's not a trait that I'm telling you that I'm proud of I'm telling you so you understand that I am not good at vulnerability and I want to share with you what I've learned about vulnerability because it's something that I'm working on if you're guarded you can work on it I think the first step is learning about it right so then you can choose if you want to work on it like you don't have to but it's just good to be aware what it is and how it shows up and how it all connects to each other so for me I keep my circle really tight and that's for I guess I've always been quite like an independent person I've always had that you know keep my feelings to myself I guess it's part of the way you were raised how you're encouraged to share things I probably wasn't encouraged to like be as open with or I should say as vulnerable with my feelings because I don't want you to get confused with the openness of this but basically being raised a certain way to you know not really expressing emotions like crying was not encouraged any of that vulnerability it was kind of just suppress it a bit and deal with it internally doesn't encourage vulnerability I think the next generation that's getting brought up will probably have a very very different perspective of vulnerability because I think there's a lot more information coming out to this generation of parents about vulnerability and emotions and that it's okay to feel but you look a couple of generations ago and that was just not encouraged so that's one part of it in terms of how you were encouraged to talk about your feelings and then your experiences after that with friends and in relationships are all going to shape how comfortable you are with being vulnerable and for me I got hurt and guards straight up I'm like (laughs) I'd rather not get hurt walls every single side I will be open and let me flick to this chapter because this was really interesting so 
the idea of being open is a way to protect from being vulnerable. So the idea is that by being open, it's a way to guard from vulnerability that actually I read it in this article. She says in the article, I've noticed that super open people are usually being open to compensate for lack of vulnerability. I know because I've observed it, but mostly because I used to be that way. I also feel this. She says, you see, when you're open, few people dig deeper. Few people ask you harder questions. They just assume that if you're open, you're telling them the whole story. But a lot of times, openness serves as a shield. When you've got it up, you rarely need to be vulnerable with people. The problem is, that way of living sucks. Being open without being vulnerable is arguably worse than being closed and not vulnerable. At least when you're closed, you have the opportunity to own your impenetrability. But I think what she's saying here is that by almost, it's not oversharing, but it's being open. People think that's your vulnerability. But the difference is, so I share with people once I've gone through things, I tell people, I'm like, I'm so open about things that I'm going through, things that I've gone through, past tense. This is a key. If you're open, it's past tense. And I can think of a friend that does this who will share everything, but very much in the nature of it was a past issue. They've gone through it and they'll tell you all of it. But it's like that shield from vulnerability of, I'll tell you all these things going on so that you don't dig deeper. I don't share when I'm going through it. And I think a lot of us use that openness as a way to deflect from vulnerability. For me, I have a very select few people and it depends on the topic and the nature of it. But I recently went through a tricky friend situation and there's been a lot of things lately. There's been tricky friendships. There's been the news of a relative, my grandma, being really unwell and there's also been me launching a business there's the three things that I'll chat about but all have had this like vulnerability around them that the common theme was too consistent not to speak about so in this situation with a friend I found that I had to go to I kind of only have two really close people that I let myself be fully vulnerable with and in that I want to kind of give you the context that it means that these people are the people that I go to when I'm in the pain, when I'm in the hurt, when I'm going through those difficult emotions. There's only a very, very select handful of people that I feel that I trust enough to go to for holding that space. And I was speaking about that today with my other friend about holding that space for vulnerability. You have to have built up layers and layers of trust to get to this for some people it might not take as long but for me it's a I like this analogy of Brene Brown shares the marble jar and she refers to trust and this is where trust and vulnerability go hand in hand she refers to this marble jar as you have to put marbles in the jar and these marbles are trust they're little ways you earn trust with friendship you put the marbles in the jar that marble jar fills up that's your trust the more that jar fills up the more the trust fills up the more you're going to feel comfortable with being vulnerable. And Brene Brown speaks about how you don't overshare because some people refer to 
oh, isn't like being vulnerable oversharing? And it's not. And I'm just going to see if I can find it. No, nope, I can't. There's too many good quotes in there. But it's not the oversharing. It's sharing with people who've earned the right to hear your story. I'm going to see if I can find it. Got it. So quote Brene Brown vulnerability is about sharing our feelings and our experiences with people who have earned the right to hear them vulnerability is based on mutuality and requires boundaries and trust it's not oversharing it's not purging it's not indiscriminate disclosure and it's not celebrity style social media information dumps being vulnerable and open is mutual and an integral part of the trust building process the tricky thing here she talks about is that We can't always have guarantees in place before we risk sharing. However, we don't bear our souls the first time we meet someone. And she says here, like it's inappropriate sometimes to just, um, like she's got here, hi, my name is Brene and here's my darkest struggle. That's not vulnerability. It may be like desperation or woundedness or even attention seeking, but it's not vulnerability. So finding those people that you can build trust with takes time. But she has here, and this is so important, is that the result of this mutually respectful vulnerability is increased connection, trust, and engagement. And then vulnerability without boundaries leads to disconnection, distrust, and disengagement. So letting it all hang out, as she puts it, um, is not vulnerability. So there's people that overshare, and they might be sharing as they're going through it, but that also isn't like appropriate vulnerability. It's something else. So you've got to find those people that have earned the right for you to share those. Like they build up the marble jar. They've worked and they've put in marbles for each other into this jar. They've earned the right for your vulnerability. Okay. So I am very, very select with like those people. And when I was going through a little situation, it was very apparent to me that there's only a few people that I actually let myself deal with. I remember calling my friend and actually just letting myself cry to her and like going to her to help me process in that moment I was like I needed someone to talk to and bless her cotton socks like if she listens she would know who she is but being able to hold that space when someone is so emotionally vulnerable and sharing like I wouldn't be comfortable no one else has earned like that right to hold that space for me and this is something that builds up because you go back and forth and I want to see again I'll try and find another page she says it's little things like to know that someone's earned your trust and earned those marbles little things like they keep our secrets they tell us their secrets they remember my birthday they know who your grandparents are they always make sure I'm included in fun things they know when I'm sad and ask me why and there's an example of a kid like when I miss school because I'm sick they ask their mums to call to check on me like little things like They show that they care. They're paying attention. It's just trust is built one marble at a time. So it's a process and I'm, yeah, very selective with who I let be those people. And I realize I'm really bad at being vulnerable. I have those few and then the rest I'm just open with. And it's not necessarily a good thing. And Maybe I'll go back and show you, or not show you, but I'll tell you what, um, why it's important to be vulnerable and not just open and why I think I need to work on this and 
continue to just try to get better at it. So Brene Brown, this is all going to be shared by Brene Brown because she is the pretty much expert on vulnerability and shame. She defines it as vulnerability is uncertainty, risk and emotional exposure. So when you're vulnerable with someone, you're at risk and there's a lot of um, misconception that vulnerability is weakness, but she has some really good quotes in here about vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weakness. And yes, we're totally exposed when we're vulnerable. And yes, we're in the torture chamber that we call uncertainty. And yes, we're taking a huge emotional risk when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable. But you've got to be vulnerable because basically if you're not vulnerable, being invulnerable means you're emotionless. It means people sometimes try and be guarded, like I'm speaking from experience, because you don't want to feel hurt, anger, betrayal, sadness, any of the negative emotions. But the problem is if you're not willing to experience those negative emotions, you can't feel the positive. So I'm going to read out this actually because this is better than how I can say it. It's to feel is to be vulnerable. To believe vulnerability is weakness is to believe that feeling is weakness. So she says here, our rejection of vulnerability often stems from our associating it with dark emotions like fear, shame, grief, sadness and disappointment. Emotions we don't want to discuss even when they profoundly affect the way we live, love, work, and even lead. And then what most of us fail to understand is that vulnerability is also the cradle of the emotions and experiences that we crave. Vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. It's the source of hope, empathy, accountability, and authenticity. And if we want greater clarity in our purpose or deeper and more meaningful spiritual lives, vulnerability is the path. And I think that's so true. I think about, and she's even got her next example, like if you think about love, like when you're dating someone, there's that level of risk. But if you're not willing to be vulnerable, if you stay guarded when you're dating people, getting to know people, you're not able to fully experience the joys of it because you're too afraid to get hurt. So you stay right in this nice little neutral ground You don't get hurt, but you don't get to experience the full highs, the ups and downs of life. And so some people, they think that's better because they're neutralizing any pain. So vulnerability is like the willingness to feel that pain, to be willing to go through the emotions, the negative as well as the positive, because otherwise you dim both of those sets of emotions, the negative and the positive. And you might be like, great, dim the negative. I will take that option. But it means dimming your joy and your happiness in your life. And like, that's not worth it. I would much rather take the highs and lows and know that I'm resilient enough to get through it. And she has lots of information about resiliency too in other books, I think. But it's this idea that vulnerability is the willingness to feel and feeling isn't weakness. And she has so much in here about that it's courage and that it's important and I'll give you some examples because I think the examples are fantastic for understanding what vulnerability looks like as examples so she got her research participants to share this and let me tell you so the other part of this vulnerability one of these examples is starting my own business and I literally just launched it today 
coinciding with the vulnerability of everything else going on maybe it just felt right to step into that vulnerability fully I'm not sure because <laughs> I've been meaning to for months I did an episode on this like probably in the end of last year saying I'm gonna start a coaching business and I still hadn't told the world officially I told it on here I said to my friends but I hadn't announced it on social media or anything I hadn't given people a way to actually reach out and do it so let me just say <laughs> one of the most vulnerable things I've done has been launching this business which there's such a fear and I think one of the points in here is actually says it um presenting my product to the world and getting no response this is like one of my biggest fears I literally only posted it a couple of hours ago and the reason I took months to post something about it was that I'm so scared I will share it with the world and no one will want what I have to offer I'm have full belief because people have been saying to me and I guess this is a bit of the vulnerability that I said I would share with you is that people have been saying you've got to believe in yourself for anyone else to believe in you you know you can't launch if you don't believe that you can help them like you've got to believe in yourself I was like yeah I do believe in myself like I fully believe that I will help people like I know the content and the knowledge and the service I can provide to someone is going to be of such enormous value like I I fully believe that like I feel really called to do it really passionate about it like I know I could do a good job of it I'm just scared that no one would want it like and that feels so vulnerable and I feel like I'm literally just speaking to a best friend right now I'm like I'm scared no one will want it like I know I have a good thing but I'm scared no one will want the product and that I've put myself out there and then I failed like there's this whole idea of you put your heart and soul on the line and then no one wants the product or service you're offering like that is terrifying and that's why launching your own business is like one of these vulnerability and it's the fear because if we go back to those negative emotions of the fear like the shame of feeling like you failed that you're not good enough the disappointment like disappointing ourselves that we couldn't do it that we're not capable feeling like inadequate all of those feelings if it doesn't go the way we want and if we don't live up to our own definition of success then we shame ourselves and make ourselves feel so horrible but then you don't get to experience the other side like the possibility of an amazing business but like there might be multiple failures before getting there but you have to be willing to go through the failures and I've lived in this perfectionist mindset for so long where I've been so unwilling to fail at anything like got to do it perfectly or not try it at all so to launch something without the certainty like it's the unknown like to launch something without knowing if it's going to work or not knowing that it could fail not as easily as it could like it could equally there's as good a chance that it could fail as it could succeed and I don't fully believe that I think there's a lot more of a chance that it will succeed because I know I'm going to keep on pushing and you only fail when you stop trying and if something fails in quotation marks it just means you need to try something different like a try a different approach it doesn't mean that you failed it means you need to take a different approach that's what I'm committed to and that's why I was like okay do it because then if I get no one on Instagram then I try LinkedIn like I try other methods but it's still terrifying like vulnerability is stepping into that uncertainty like that is the definition she's got uncertainty risk and emotional exposure and when it's my own business like so I'm doing one-on-one coaching like I am my own brand it's you're going to work with me I am the person that you get it's not like a product it is me and so that is a lot of emotional exposure of am I going to be a good coach will they like my coaching style like all of these things 
leave you at risk and it's been so hard for me to step into that discomfort and be okay with the unknown I've always had such a need for control hence the perfectionism of trying to do everything perfectly or just not do it at all so embracing that unknown has been super difficult I did hire myself a coach and I think that's helpful to have someone to encourage you and have an accountability buddy but it doesn't make it any easier (laughs) so that's my little bit of vulnerability about the business and I hope that that's just relatable I think that it might not be a business but there's always that something that you're scared to do because of the risk of failure the risk of the unknown the uncertainty like I love if I could just guarantee that it was going to succeed I could line up the clients without having to announce anything but sometimes the greatest joys and success come from putting yourself out there and taking that risk and being willing to fail so (laughs) oh you can sometimes get like a vulnerability hangover too I feel like this will be after this episode like oh wow that was a lot off my chest but let me share some of the other examples in case that does not resonate with you You're like Michaela shut up I don't care about business like lay off it Just give me another example so some of the other examples that Brene Brown shares in this book Daring Greatly is vulnerability is sharing an unpopular opinion standing up for myself asking for help side note I'm terrible at asking for help also another trait of being unwilling to be vulnerable like I'm so bad at asking for help like I would just rather not ask and then she has another little sentence here which is so good to keep in mind that when here it is this is so good so vulnerability is courage in you and inadequacy in me I don't want to be vulnerable and ask for help because I think well that's I'm inadequate or another one she has here I'm drawn to your vulnerability but repelled by mine and it's like ridiculous because we love when other people are vulnerable like when they share their stories we absolutely love it and here I want to experience your vulnerability but I don't want to be vulnerable it's such a double standard but when we're not willing to be vulnerable we're still judging others when they're vulnerable a little bit so we've got to remember that and she has here it's courage beyond measure vulnerability isn't weakness it's courage because it's scary and you're stepping into the possibility of being hurt of being judged of being shamed you're you're risking it like there is potential to get hurt but you're saying that you're courageous enough and that's vulnerability and courage she basically says throughout this book are like synonyms courage is vulnerability vulnerability is courage like they are the same thing so you've got to have the courage to be willing to be hurt and to be judged and to be failed and it's hard it's so hard but so worth working on because there's a lot of good rewards that can come from it but let me continue the examples so she's also got here vulnerability is saying no starting my own business helping my 37 year old wife with stage four breast cancer make decisions about her will initiating sex with my wife initiating sex with my husband hearing how much my son wants to make first chair in the orchestra and encouraging him while knowing that's probably not going to happen calling a friend whose child just died signing my mum up for hospice care and I'm just going to divert from that one for a moment so the other thing that's been going on for me that's been really difficult and like I said like I never even used to like anyone letting me I didn't like anyone seeing me cry 
like I wouldn't even like crying during a movie like that's I was like no I am like so resilient I do not have emotions like I was so bad and I'm getting a lot better but this is all to say is that my grandma got the bad news is that like she's really unwell terminal lung cancer like it's not good news and I'm on the other side of the country and there's been a lot left unsaid and a lot of tensions and things that would be like a lot of regrets if things don't get said and resolved you know and it's kind of like that last chance to set things right with someone so there's been a massive amount of vulnerability around dealing with that and trying to I'd been meaning for ages to reach out to try to make things right but there's vulnerability in that in saying I wish things are different I wish I'd done different or I'm sorry in the way I've done things and that was something I put off for months and months like months I mean like I'd been meaning to send an email just to say these things and I couldn't bring myself to do it and I think in hindsight like there was such a level of vulnerability required to send an email it's only an email because it can't call or text because of hearing impairments and things email was preferred but there was vulnerability in expressing that because it's hard to say you know I wish things had been different I wish I had done things differently or you know taking ownership for those things because there's the risk for me that that's not well received that you know that apology is just rejected you don't know and again there's emotional vulnerability there's risk of hurt there's uncertainty and it's an unknown response so even extending an olive branch that might not be well received super difficult and so then when you get put in this situation where it's do or die (laughs) fucking ironically I didn't mean that to be like a pun but (laughs) like you are put in a situation where if you don't step into vulnerability you lose your chance and then you live with regret because you weren't willing to be vulnerable it's been really hard and I had a FaceTime today and that was also really hard when you haven't seen someone for a certain amount of time to see them in a vulnerable state and not well and to try to say things that like don't roll off the tongue like and there's still a lot left unsaid it's still like an unresolved situation and there's also an element of that whole vulnerability of you know being sad about someone who's about to pass away that you love and I'm on the other side of the country to my family so I can't be there physically with them at the moment and trying to deal with like you know the fallout and consequences of moving to the other side of the country when there's borders and um, things in place restrictions in place that limit the ability and this is one of the unfortunate consequences that if anyone in my family gets sick or unwell any of my grandparents then I can't necessarily be there in time and I can try but there's no guarantee and I have to be okay with whatever happens and there's a level of vulnerability like that uncertainty and that unknowing of my decision being here and how that then affects relationships on the other side of the country that one's hard to explain I think I'm still sometimes it's easier to explain things once you've processed them but being vulnerable sometimes means speaking about them while you're processing them and that's definitely one of those situations at the moment that I'm wanting to use as an example not in the sense of stepping over boundaries and sharing but just to give you some insight into that vulnerability 
Um, whereas openness would be, okay, it's all dealt with. I've made peace with it all, but that's not the case. So I don't tell people about that. Like at the moment, that's not something I'm really sharing with people unless I think maybe one person or two people. And it happened this morning, actually. This is the good continuation on from this is that when I was with a friend catching up, hadn't seen each other in months, and it's not that person that's in my like very inner circle, but like an amazing person. But, you know, I just only have like a select handful in that circle of that I share things with. I get this FaceTime from my family who are with my very unwell grandma be like she wants to speak to you now I'm like I'm in the middle of like a brunch with a friend like this isn't ideal timing but I had to take that call because I needed to do what felt right with me and then I went back to my friend and I was so emotionally vulnerable and upset and upset's the only word for it like I was just sad and I was like okay pull it together don't be vulnerable. Don't let her see that you've just cried as soon as the call ended. And then going back up to speak to her and to be like, she's straight away, how was it? Like beautiful, caring. And my God, like comes down as soon as like someone asks when I'm going through it. It's not openness, it's vulnerability because when you're in the middle of feeling those emotions, there's that sense of someone, you have to trust them to hold that space for you. And she did that beautifully and let me be vulnerable because I couldn't help it I just cried I was like it wasn't it wasn't good it wasn't a good it wasn't an easy thing to do and there was a lot of vulnerability in like sitting there and like rather than just saying oh it's okay it's fine because it wasn't and I couldn't I didn't want to lie about it I couldn't have even if I wanted to because it was too apparent like I just couldn't hold it in it was too fresh I was still too in the middle of it and that's vulnerability that being in it and sharing and there is strength in that like it's not a weakness to cry and be upset and I'm teaching myself that day by day that it's okay to let more than one or two people see you be vulnerable because if you lose one of those two people that like see you vulnerable you're not well supported you need to have people that you trust to support you and let you be vulnerable it's important because and this is kind of where I needed to get to this is that if you're vulnerable It supports connection. It's what makes relationships and friendships and just connections deeper because it's that mutual respect. Vulnerability is mutual and it's the only way, I don't know where the quote was, but about, oh yes, here it is. I think I already, vulnerability is based on mutuality and requires boundaries and trust. I did read that out, but vulnerability is about sharing our feelings and our experiences with people who have earned the right to hear them. And this is what I tried to say before. We need to feel trust to be vulnerable and we need to be vulnerable in order to trust. And it's a slow trust building exercise, but this is the one I was looking for. The result of this mutually respectful vulnerability is increased connection, trust and engagement. And I did read that out before, but in this context, like that's why we need to be vulnerable to connect to trust and engage and as humans we're social creatures we're wired for connection if we don't feel connection like there's been studies done you die earlier (laughs) like your longevity your quality of life and the quantity like your length of life is jeopardized so if you're not willing to be vulnerable then you're not connected and then you don't live as long because we're social creatures like that is our 
fuel like that is what keeps us going so yeah that is a little side note to vulnerability and well not the side note that is kind of the it's the keynote it is like why you need to be vulnerable and I even highlighted another part here I didn't even get through my whole list I'll come back to it I promise (laughs) is weakness often stems from a lack of vulnerability so I was saying that it's so important to be vulnerable to have connection if you're not willing to be vulnerable Brene Brown puts here that when we don't acknowledge how and where we're tender aka vulnerable we're more at risk of being hurt so it's more helpful to acknowledge your vulnerable or weak spots so that then you can deal with them in the correct way um that one I think I'm still trying to figure out myself um it's but she has here meaning the ability to acknowledge our risks and exposure greatly increases our chance of adhering to some kind of positive health regimen that was an, an example of a study it's acknowledging the vulnerabilities yeah it's interesting there's a lot to learn about it so I'm still working on it myself but I want to go back and finish sharing the examples with you so examples of the rest of them before I diverted with my story um the first date after my divorce is one of the examples vulnerability is saying I love you first and not knowing if I'm going to be loved back (laughs) I know like I'm so bad like this has been for me like I would never do that I could never say it first because I'm so guarded still so like I read all these I'm like ah areas for improvement so far to go (laughs) um vulnerability is writing something I wrote or a piece of art that I made vulnerability is getting promoted and not knowing if I'm going to succeed vulnerability is getting fired vulnerability is falling in love vulnerability is trying something new or bringing my new boyfriend home getting pregnant after three miscarriages waiting for the biopsy to come back reaching out to my son who's going through a difficult divorce, exercising in public when I don't know what I'm doing or I'm out of shape. I can think of that example in the gym as well, like going to a gym when you don't know what you're doing. That's super vulnerable. Vulnerability is admitting I'm afraid. Stepping up to the plate after a series of strikeouts. Uh, Laying off employees. And then this one, the one I shared was forced, presenting my product to the world and getting no response. Vulnerability is standing up for myself and for friends when someone else is critical or gossiping. That takes a lot of vulnerability. Vulnerability is being accountable, asking for forgiveness and having faith. So it's super, like it can translate to all areas of your life. And then I'm going to read this out to you as well because I love a good list. How does vulnerability feel? And the answers were equally as powerful. So vulnerability feels like taking off the mask and hoping the real me isn't too disappointing. Vulnerability feels like not sucking it in anymore. It's where courage and fear meet. And God, that one for announcing that I'm going to be doing one-on-one coaching. And I also just randomly decided, I was like, I'll just start speaking on my stories. I've never done that before. That was courage and fear. Like there was a lot of um, feeling scared, but a lot of courage there as well. Like, I'll just do it. Like step into it, lean into the fear. Uh, It feels like you're halfway across a tightrope and moving forward and going back are both just as scary. Right now, I feel like that. Having announced to the world, I'm like, I'm too far forwards. I've announced it. Now I can't go back either. So I've got to try and go forwards, but it's scary to go forwards and it's I can't go back. I can't renounce it. It feels like sweaty palms and a racing heart. Feels scary and exciting. Terrifying and hopeful. Yep. 
Feels like taking off a straight jacket, going out on a limb, but a very, very high limb. Or taking the first step toward what you feel the most. Or it feels like being all in. It feels so awkward and scary, but it makes me human and alive. And this is so important that that feeling of being alive, like if you're not willing to be vulnerable, you don't get the full human experience. You're missing out on all the positives and the highs of life that it has to offer. Vulnerability feels like a lump in my throat and a knot in my chest. And let let me add a little bit to that. When I announced today, it felt like a pit in my stomach, like a weight in my stomach. Like it felt, I felt so nervous. Like there was so much fear and like it wasn't even anxiety it was just nerves and I felt that definitely in my stomach and it feels like the terrifying point on a roller coaster when you're about to tip over the edge and take the plunge it feels like freedom and liberation feels like fear every single time feels like panic anxiety fear and hysteria followed by freedom pride and amazement then a little more panic can relate (laughs) it feels like burying your belly in the face of the enemy it feels infinitely terrifying and achingly necessary like I relate to that too like so scary but you have to do it it feels like I know it's happening when I feel the need to strike before I'm struck and I think that's that whole not wanting to be vulnerable in that one it feels like I'm free falling it feels like the time between hearing a gunshot and waiting to see if you're hit it feels like letting go of control and then It was also always, always apparently popped up feeling naked. Vulnerability is like being naked on stage and hoping for applause rather than laughter. Being naked when everyone else is fully clothed. It feels like the naked dream. You're in the airport and you're stark naked. So it feels different to everyone, but obviously quite similar. It's that scary but exciting and the anticipation. It's terrifying, but we've got to do it. We need to be vulnerable because it's where you get the best most rich quality of life so I don't want to make this episode to just ramble on and on but oh there's the other quote I found when we attach judgment to receiving help we unknowingly or knowingly attach judgment to giving help so that was another thing that like I'm mentioned I'm like really bad at asking for help but it means that maybe secretly I'm judging and I I would never admit that but like that could be subconscious So to finish that off, she's probably got a little thing here. We simply can't learn to be more vulnerable and courageous on our own. Sometimes our first and greatest dare is asking for support. So I guess I wanted to share that, my few little things that are all going on at the moment, the family member going through it with friends and like needing that vulnerability and support and launching a business, like all so much vulnerability hopefully maybe one of those scenarios can resonate with you hope this little bit more of a free flow episode has worked for you kind of chopping and changing between that book and just sharing my stories I always personally love hearing stories because I'm like ah you feel connected and that's why I listen to podcasts so hopefully you felt connected too and you took something from it I hope that your takeaway was it's okay to be vulnerable and being open is not vulnerability being openness is sometimes a guard for vulnerability there is some other stuff I could share but I really don't want this to go for too much longer but the other three things I want you to just know just as like dot points is that there's kind of a couple of different guards the vulnerability armor that she's got here so I'm going to just read them out to you just so you know 
but I want you to focus on the vulnerability that you can embrace it. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's important. It's necessary. She has the vulnerability armor is, see if I can find the start of it. So I'm not reading from the back of the chapter. Oh, there's a lot. It is. Oh my gosh, there's so much armor. <laughs> I swear there was three. It is foreboding joy. And I've spoken about this with a friend. It's when you think something is good gonna is going to happen. So rather than get excited about what's going to happen or when something good is happening, it's that sense of foreboding joy that something bad is going to happen. That sense of the other shoe is going to drop. And then the way to overcome that was practicing gratitude. So you can actually enjoy the joy when it's there. The next shield is perfectionism. Guilty as charged, that is me. I am a perfectionist through and through. And it is uh, definitely an armor against vulnerability and not a good thing. And then the way to overcome it is to appreciate the beauty of the cracks. So, you know, going away from that perfectionist mindset, having some self-kindness, compassion, being mindful, um, recognizing like that common humanity that we all share. And then the other shield is numbing. And it's like, there's so many ways of numbing. I've done episodes on this before, but she's got here like being crazy busy or it can be, you know, your more typical alcohol or drugs or food, whatever it might be, using TV. But it is still a way of not being vulnerable. So the way to overcome that one is... She's got a lot of words in here, guys. (laughs) Setting boundaries, finding true comfort and cultivating spirit. So really important to learn how to actually feel your feelings. And I've spoken about this in my numbing episode. Um, Staying mindful about numbing behaviors. I'm definitely, I like I speak about this stuff only because I do it myself. I go through it all. I numb and it's not just a, oh, I've overcome it. It's like a roller coaster. You're always going to go through highs and lows it's not like you come out the other side and you never have to go back and like you're cured of all numbing so be mindful of that and learning how to lean into the discomfort of hard emotions so that's how to overcome your numbing and I think that's the three it's the numbing the perfectionism and the oh no the um foreboding joy So I think there's another one here, but I'm going to just leave it there so you're not completely overwhelmed. Lean into vulnerability. Vulnerability is courage. It's terrifying, but it's worth it. If you've resonated with any of this, please let me know. I'm on Instagram. It's Michaela Campbell. Um, I'll put the link down in the show notes. And if you are finding that you are resonating with this content and you want to work with me because you want to work on applying this content, taking your life taking your life to the next level send me a message on instagram jump on one of my links you can send me an inquiry about coaching or you can jump on my website and book a free 30 minute call and we can do some one-on-one coaching sessions to help you start to create that dream life to overcome any of these bad habits implement the practices that i talk about and actually just get you on track to achieving those goals being proud and having a life that you absolutely love and adore. So thank you so much for listening and I'll chat to you guys next time. Bye.